You're now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast, your daily podcast for sports card news and opinions. What's up, podcast? So before we get into today's episode, I want to talk to you about our newest sponsor, Starstock. Starstock is building a sports card marketplace aimed to be faster and cheaper for flipping sports cards than any other platform, and it's launching next week. This is a ground-level moment, and Starstock is currently looking for people who want to start selling their cards on this new platform. Here's what Starstock is offering. 5% commission, no ingestion fee, you can send your cards, and it makes it easy to list. Cards are guaranteed and secured in a vault. You can also choose to ship your cards back at any time or store them there or push them to the market whenever you feel the time is right. You can buy, flip, and sell your cards on the platform with just a click of a button. If you are interested in getting involved as a seller, you can contact Mike at StarStock.com. StarStock is looking for current rookie cards and prospects. For more information, you can also contact Mike at StarStock.com. Now let's get into the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I am going to be going through an article that Sports Collector Daily, uh, this is a really phenomenally, phenomenal article here. Uh, I retweeted it on Twitter, and I didn't really put any thoughts. I just said that it was wild because, like, it is pretty wild. Um, and the article is basically just talking about some of the Michael Jordan prices from April. Now, the first point that they made in the article is that there were more than 360 86 Fleer cards that were sold in April, which came out to about $1.5 million. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, you know, the, the it's, it's insane, which they said it's up 150% from March. So that means there was just about a, no, just about, actually, I don't know exactly what that means for, um, let's see, 15000. Uh, times how would I'm not exactly sure how we would figure that out. So, 150%. So that means it's at least double. So I'm just going to divide it by two there. So I, it's probably 500, 500,000. I think was, I think that's what it would come out to. Uh, like I've talked about on the podcast, I'm not great at math off the top of my head, especially trying to figure out a a percentage that's more than 100. percent Uh. But I think that means it's it's five hundred thousand dollars from March and and then into April. So and that's just from the eighty six Fleer Jordan card, which I'm guessing that's a combination of um, PSA tens, SGCs, BGSs, all kind of all the grading card companies uh, from last March. And obviously, it's because of the Jordan documentary. And I mean, that's also not including all of the other Jordan cards that sold, which, I mean, I don't know exactly how you would even really figure that out. I'm not sure. Um, actually, let's see. Did they include that anywhere else? No, it doesn't. So it doesn't look like... It looks like it just was calculating the sales of that 86 card. So there are tons of other cards that sold during that month. And, I mean, high-end stuff. And I... I, I in the rest of the article, which is <clears throat> something I'm going to get to a little, in a little bit, they talked about some of the highest-priced cards that sold during the month, which we also saw that Jordan LeBron card from 2003 that sold probably in, like, I'm guessing that must have been January or February at this point. That sold for $900,000. So we're seeing 
the market, I don't know, I mean, grow, continue to be crazy, which it has been. Um, I mean, the hundred, the, the $1.5 million number is insane just for, and that's also just from 360 cards. So actually I'm going to, I've got my calculator here and I'm going to do some math. If it's from around 360 cards, so that means it's roughly $4,000 a card, which, you know, I'm sure there was some higher end Jordan stuff that sold in some lower end. I don't remember. I don't, I don't think there was any PSA 10s that sold. There was that one PSA 10, which the source wrote an article that it sold for $51,000. I'm guessing it must have been from some uh, private auction because when it wasn't on eBay. Uh, the PSA, the president of PSA also tweeted about this, and the source didn't have an article, didn't have any links to an auction anywhere. So I'm not 100% sure where where the card sold or who it sold to or like where, where it went basically. But like, uh, and I talked about that a couple, couple days ago on the episode. If, if I thought that sports cards were going mainstream, which is the source. And like I said, I didn't know if like at this point they were sort of kind of pulling at straws, which is the same with sports illustrated. I didn't know if they were kind of grasping at topics that they thought were interesting that weren't exactly on their first radar, which, uh, for the Jordan, for the Jordan card, I mean, fi- to say something sold for $51,000 and have it be a sports card, I mean, that's, you, you know, it's, it's doesn't even make, it's, it's so crazy. That's like a person's salary or like a nice car, like, which if you look at that card, I mean, what, I wonder what that card will eventually be worth one day. Like if it, if, if sports cards become art, that easily could be like a hundred thousand dollar card one day. And I mean, there's, a few of them, and I don't think we're going to see any more PSA 10s be graded, but, like, if that, I mean, that card, I mean, actually, I forget off the top of my head. I think there's a few hundred of them, but either way, like, there's only, there's a, a certain amount that I think at this point we're probably, we've probably seen all the cards that are going to be, um, that are going to be 10s. And I'd even be, I would be surprised if there are even any cards that either haven't been graded or haven't been pulled, like, because if you own a Michael Jordan card, there's no point in not getting it graded because, like, sure, you could sell it unless you're trying to sell it as a raw card, which I don't know. I wouldn't – I'd be a little bit nervous selling a raw Michael – or actually, I guess if I was selling the Jordan, I wouldn't be nervous. But if I was buying one, I probably wouldn't be buying any raw Jordans just because the risk you're taking on that card is a little bit higher than I think I'd be willing to take on buying a raw card. So I would – I, I I bet you there's at least 70% of those Jordan cards that are made that are either graded or pulled out of packs. Like, well, no, actually, I guess pulled out of packs, I'd say there's probably 85% of the cards. But graded, I'd say there's got to be, it's got to be at least 50% of the cards that, that were produced are probably graded. Like, that Fleer set was, it's not like it was a set that came from, like, the 90s or the early 2000s where there was, like, there's a ton of those sets, but it's it's the first Fleer licensed set, so like I can't imagine there's too many of them. And it, with it being the first, like I said, I just think that that card itself is probably it's got at least fifty percent of the co- total cards are graded, and at least eighty percent have to be pulled out of packs. Like if not, and I even think those numbers are a little bit low. Like I think the graded number could be in the sixty-five to seventy percent range. And the 
total cards pulled could be in the 85 to 90% range. Because there's also, you know, there's also graded packs that people have. And there's obviously packs that haven't been opened. And boxes that are just sitting in someone's closet that we'll never ever see that no one will ever even know about. So I don't know where that number sits. Like, it could be in the high-end range or it could be in that same, the first range I was talking about. But either way, I think at this point we've seen, I can't imagine we're going to see an influx of any more of these cards get graded. Because, like, even if you, I think... I, th- I think I read an article that said in a box there's on average of four Jordan cards or th- it was either three or four, I think, or, or that could have been a, it could have been a case. I'm not hundred percent. I forget exactly. Cause there was an article that I read about these guys that they found some unopened boxes in a storage locker. Um, and then cause golden auction posted this article like a while ago. This was also like February ish. And, like, I think it was, I forget if it was, I know the number was four, but I forget if it was four per box or if it was four per case. Because I know they said they pulled the boxes and the the PSA 10s were going for 40K, which, you know, what's, I don't know the chances that you're pulling a PSA 10 out of one of those packs. But regardless, that's kind of where we're at, I think, with those cards. And if they're pulling them, anybody, anybody nowadays... Back like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when the packs were just coming out, grading wasn't like a huge thing. Anybody who's opening packs and pulls a Jordan card now is 100% going to get it graded because even if you're grading it at like a five or a six or a seven, I mean, those are still in the like, those are still in the thousand dollar price range for that card. So like, I don't think it's even worth really having because then you're getting it, like I've said in the past, you're getting it in a slab and you're not you don't have to worry about keeping it in like perfect condition like it's in the slab and even if you know one other thing that I don't know for sure is like how good how how well do the PSA slabs keep the card I've got to imagine there's some sort of there's got to be some sort of seal that like keeps those cards in the condition that they're in I guess I you know I don't know that for sure but it would make sense to me that PSA would, or and any of the grading card companies would, they wouldn't want the cards to, to deteriorate in their slabs, and I can't imagine they would. I mean, if you're keeping it in like, if you're keeping it in a uh, some sort of uh, slab case or whatever, like because there's people that have those too, like uh, like not cases but the like pockets that you put the slab into. Um, there's that. And then if you're not keeping it in like sunlight, if you're keeping it in like a closet or like a safety deposit box, all of those things are going to keep the condition. They're going to be the, the temperature or humidity of the room or whatever is controlled. And they're controlled to make sure that the, the nothing in the room is damaged from the humidity or the heat or, or whatever. But so I guess the whole point of that is you would want it in a, you would, if you're pulling the card now, you're probably 100% getting it slabbed. Um, and you know, I guess if you can, you probably can tell the condition of the card, like the centering is what I've seen. A lot of the cards end up, um, causing the, the grades to be a little bit lower. I, cause I know there's also, um, cards that are graded and then it's OC is on the grade. Now I'm not sure if PSA still does this or if they only do it with a certain year's card, or how exactly they choose whether it's a 9 OC, or or they just say it's a 9, or they just say it's just an 8. Like, the, the off-centering is what we're going to 
cause this is what's going to cause this to be an eight. I'm not exactly sure how exact how that works. If they choose the off center or whatever, but that I mean, off centering like you can look at it and if you, if you see it and <clears throat> it looks centered, that would be one reason why you you could get a good grade on it. So I'm still looking at the rest of this article. This there were more. 60% of the 80, 84 star cards, it went up 60%. That went up 60 So if you don't know, the star card was an unlicensed product that was, which unlicensed back then just meant, just meant that it wasn't, it, that just, it didn't really mean anything because there were still logos. Um, there was still, like, there was no Photoshop, so they weren't Photoshopping the jerseys. It was, and it was, with that, with those packs from the research I've done, it said that you could only, there weren't exactly, it wasn't like a full, it wasn't like a pack, it was like a team pack. So you'd buy like the Bulls pack and you'd pull the Jordan card out of there. So that's how you'd get it. And I'm and I'm imagining it's it's more rare because they probably didn't, I don't know how many of those packs they made, um, but that card is one of the Jordan cards that I don't even think grading card companies don't even really grade it anymore. Cause I've, from what I've seen, and this is all articles that I've read and I don't know this for a fact, but that the card is easily uh, counterfeited. And that's why sometimes grading card companies don't like, I don't think PSA grades those anymore. And that's why when you see any star cards, you're basically only seeing uh, you're seeing a lot of BGS slabs. Cause I think BGS still does. I, they may or may not anymore, but um they they graded BGS graded more of those than PSA did, so that's why when you see a star card, you're basically seeing a majority of the a majority of the cards being graded by BGS. I think that's what I just said. Um, sports memorabilia market. I'm just reading the. I'm still going through the article here. The average price of the Jordan rookie was forty five hundred. That was one of the things I pulled up. Any PSA or SGC graded Jordan rookie. PSA or nines typically sold in the five figure range. That makes sense. The, and the, they graded in the five figures and apparently it was valued at a PSA nine was valued in March at $5,500. So if you bought a PSA nine or a PSA eight, you, you saw a pretty substantial increase, which I think you're going to just continue to see it. Um, because I would imagine from what I heard, you know, I watching the Jordan documentary, they had that Kobe segment in there, which was like, it was like, it gave me like goosebumps because I was like, wow, that's absolutely incredible. And I think Magic Johnson talked to Yahoo Sports or something. I saw this, I saw um, Legion Sports came out with a, uh, a tweet that said that some source said that Magic Johnson talked to Yahoo Sports and said there's going to be a Kobe documentary made. So I would imagine if there's a Kobe documentary, there's going to be another Jordan part in that documentary. If there's a LeBron documentary, there's probably going to be parts about Jordan. Actually, I don't know. Because it does feel a little bit weird that LeBron hasn't been in any of... I I bet you LeBron has some part in the upcoming episodes. Because um, I don't think LeBron was in the league when Jordan played. But to me, it feels like Unless Jordan was like, no, I don't want LeBron in the documentary. That would, which you know, based off of, based off of every interaction Jordan has had throughout. Well, I guess he had, he did have Isaiah Thomas in the documentary. So I can't imagine he hates LeBron any more than he hates Isaiah Thomas, if he even hates LeBron. Like, cause I don't even know if that's true. But it, you know, that's that's kind of getting off the point here. Um, 
So then in the article, they pointed out the top cards from that sold during April that were Jordan cards. So there was a 2003 Upper Deck Limited Logos that sold for 120 which I think this was a LeBron Jordan 2000, wait, no. Yeah, 2000, 2003 Jordan that sold for $121,000. A SGC, an SGC 10 Jordan 86 sold for $41,000. Um, that, it, you know, that must be, I think that is, that does show that I don't think any PSA 10 sold, but so an SGC 10, um, that one sold for 41 which you know that's actually probably a decent deal cuz based off of seeing SGC kind of rise i think if it, i i would imagine that card couldn't have been more than 30k at the beginning of the year even i can't imagine it must have been more, it couldn't have been more than 25 because of the where the other jordans had been so that SGC i think is actually a decent decent price they got and i think that's going to be actually probably worth similarly to a PSA 10 in the future. I don't know how soon in the future, but I I would say that probably is probably is pretty close. Um a BG oh no. Oh so then actually another well yeah, so in the same month, sorry. So I'm I, I'm going I there was a Kobe numbered it looks like a dual auto swatch that sold for 35,000 and then there was an SG another SGC 10 sold for 35k. So I don't know. It probably wasn't the same card, but both of those cards sold, and one was thirty-five, one was forty-one. That both are pretty crazy. And then a BGS nine-five sold for thirty. So I don't know. I, I don't. I need, I guess I need to look this up. I when I because originally when I looked up BGS cards, I uh, didn't like when I've been looking up like a pop report. I didn't see any. I feel like there's got to be some sort of pop report and maybe I wasn't looking in the right way. So if anybody knows and wants to tweet me the link to the BGS um, pop report so I can look at that because I'd be interested to see how many BGS 10s, how many BGS 9.5s. Because if there's any BGS 10s, I mean that's right now probably seeing what's going on with the PSA 10s. I'd say the SGC 10, or I mean no, the BGS 10 I mean, that's got to be in the $60,000 range. I can't imagine there's any black labels. I, I, I There's no way. Because that if there is, that's the one of one, and that's like the holy grail of basketball cards. That's probably going to be, if there are any black label Jordan rookies, that's probably going to be the card that people look at one day, and they're just like, wow, can you believe someone bought this for... I mean, it's... It, it's it, Right now, it's got to be... If there is a card, that's probably in the two fifty range, 250000 in the future, I, I can imagine that being a thousand, a, a million dollar card, if there is any, and I don't know if there is, but, um, I mean the the, the highest sold card, which jo- for Jordan, or well for on eBay, the top two of the top three, as many people know this, two of the top three card or things that sold on eBay in 2019 were cards, and one of them was the Jordan, uh, three hundred and fifty thousand dollar. Uh, precious metal gem card that sold, you know, I I don't know where that card. I need to do more research on that card because I know of it, but I don't exactly know why it's three hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. But that's one of the highest. Let's see, did they did any of the what was the highest star? So there was, there was a star BGS nine five or nine that sold for twenty five thousand dollars in April. 
Fleer sticker PSA 10 sold for 24000 I mean, these are all astronomical. If you were to tell someone that people are spending basically a car, you're basically, instead of buying a car, you're buying this card. Um, 10 years ago, if you were to say this, people would be like, you are insane. That's, that's your, uh, that's not, that can't be correct. That can't be true. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but at the same time, it's not super crazy. Um, but so that's all I've got for this episode today. I appreciate everyone listening. Here's for sale on TikTok, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to leave a review on iTunes, that would be phenomenal. What that does basically, and I figured out exactly how it works, is the more reviews we get, it helps us get into like the suggested podcasts, and that would be ideal. I don't know if we'll ever get up like a ranking of podcasts, but it, maybe if we, if we get enough reviews, maybe we do. I don't know. Uh, But either way, if you want to leave a review, that'd be super cool. Uh, Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.